Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to $10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself, and not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting my journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. You name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over... 500 videos 500 videos on our channel do you want to see our real estate journey we got that do you want cooking tutorials inspired by dr sabi we got that do you want to see our travel and lifestyle vlogs got it makeup and hair growth tutorials got it basketball got it turo got it candles got it it's everything us all the parts of the journey that do not make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N, all right? We made different playlists for all the things we are into, and you can find each of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 147, okay? All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Tuesday, January 10th, and it is 3.52 p.m. All right, so before we get into the topics for today, we always start off with the screen time check. And the reason I check my phone is because I know if I don't take advantage of my phone, then my phone will take advantage of me. All right, so we cannot have that. So let's see how my screen time was for last week. I'm actually very curious because I have put a new limit on my Instagram. So I'm hoping that it probably is lower, but I also know that because we are now running the candle business, Ember Candle Co. get you an aromatherapy beeswax candle with a wooden wick. My screen time might be a little bit higher because I'm always checking the Instagram and you know interacting with people and posting stories and shorts and reels and everything else that you post on there. So let's see what we have for last week. So for last week, Every day, I spent an average of nine hours and 49 minutes on my phone. Almost 10 hours a day. Is that lower? Uh, is it lower? That's a great question. It is 15 minutes higher than it was last week. So let's see why my screen time was so high this week. I spent 16 hours and 47 minutes on Instagram, which is a shame because... I don't like that Mark Zuckerberg owns Instagram and now I'm using it more. I don't like that. But because we are now doing what we're doing, I do personally feel like, though, 
for small business is probably one of the better apps in terms of input to output because I feel like for uh YouTube, you have to put in way more to get more out of it. I feel like it's a lot easier for you to post a, something on Instagram. People find it, like it, go to your page, and they'll just buy something from you. I feel like YouTube, you got to record a video. You got to edit a video. You got to know how to edit. You got to know how to create content. You have to know how to make a thumbnail, how to title it, and all that stuff. And then, you know, you still might not even get no view. Like, you know, so I think that that to me uh, is why I like Instagram for that particular reason. And it's more social. You can interact with people. So they want to message you or DM you about your product. You can answer questions and you can have pictures of stuff. So I do like Instagram for that reason. But 16 hours and 47 minutes a day comes out to it's about 2.4 hours a day. So two and a half hours a day almost on Instagram. YouTube is 12 hours and 10 minutes, which is what, a little under two hours a day, which used to be the highest. So, you know, what my, how many hours I spent on my phone? 66 hours last week. And shout out to my guy, uh, Rico, well, now now known as Sterling Paul. He had asked me to go a little bit more deeper into my screen time. So one of the things he asked me about was the health effects of having like a higher screen time. Um, one thing I have noticed from using my phone as often as I do is that I use my phone more often than I do. So now that I'm on Instagram more, now I'm, I'm now thinking about, okay, did somebody DM us on Instagram? Um, how are this, how is this video doing? How is that post doing? Um, you know, how are the reels interacting or the stories? So now I'm thinking about that more throughout the day. So I'm constantly checking it and then responding to people, networking as, as far as like having meetings being set up over Instagram, things like that. So I've noticed that with having or using social media a lot more, you get more into it. Um, whether that's a good or bad thing, I can't tell or not, but I just know that once you start getting into it, you use it more often. Um, mental health wise, I, don't, I can't speak to whether or not it will be my screen time that's affecting how I feel mentally. I know that Melissa and I have been doing uh, 10X what we normally do over the last week. So, you know, that is pretty exhausting. I can't really put that on social media itself or my phone. And then the other app that I use on my phone would be, it's YouTube, then the camera. So we've been doing the weekly vlogs. If y'all wanna see what we talk about on the podcast, then you have to go and follow the candle page because we're gonna do weekly vlogs. So pretty much what you hear today will be me talking about the experience and then what you'll see is what the actual experience of mostly the candle stuff, because that's what we're doing. But you might get some other snippets of stuff in the weekly vlog, which should drop every Wednesday. We're still trying to get that down because currently that video is six and a half hours. So, so that's a long video to edit down. So we're trying to condense it down to a good, it'll probably be similar to this, maybe an hour, roughly that, a little bit more, a little bit less. Um, but you can kind of see what we're doing throughout the week on the Ember Candle page, which will be in the description. You can follow that on Instagram and on YouTube. I don't really see Candy Crush on here, which is kind of funny because I know I haven't been playing it as much. But I feel like I feel like when I play it, it's more relaxing now to play it as opposed to before where it was kind of like I want to win the game. Now it's more just like <sighs> I'm exhausted. Let me just do something on my phone because 
I'm exhausted. Like that's and honestly, I'll be forgetting to play it. And on another honestly is when I get home, I be so tired and I just like I just want to watch some anime and fall asleep to the anime. What? You barely been doing that. Right. I've been missing anime. I haven't even got to watch the last week of uh, Baruto or Spy Family or we did watch My Hero like like in the, the thralls of the night, like almost like 12 o'clock yesterday. We got to be like, you know what? This is the number one anime for us right now. So oh, Black Clover is up there, but it's not High My Hero. Yeah, but it's, it's where we are. We are not caught up on Black Clover yet. Right. So that to me is like we got to watch it last night. It was good. But our, our one piece we didn't watch, so we just normally have our Sunday mornings where we we'll watch stuff. But we locked in. We are locked in. So if we have extra time, then we'll watch anime. Um, and then see, other than that, vlogging every day is something that I was wondering. Do you think we could do that for, for the rest of our life? Every day, if somebody else is doing it. I also, you know, have been increasing my daily pickups which is you know probably really high it went from 124 which for me is already high i, I rarely broke 100 before now i'm at 133 this week instagram is number one with it says 86 86 this is a daily average per day that don't sound right it could be no weekly to oh no this is still this is this week damn 164 total last week and then notes for 114, which is good. That's good. And then YouTube for 76. And then my messages. So, um, and then the last thing for me as far as the screen time goes is I think that last week is a tough gauge for it because, like, I feel like I'm too exhausted to feel the effects of using my phone too much. Like, I, I, that's what I feel like. I'm so exhausted by doing things on the phone, on my laptop, calling people, recording videos that I don't even notice the negative effects of using it so much. And one of those effects is usually being tired. So that one, uh, I don't feel like I feel it from that. I feel like I'm just tired because I am working nonstop. My average velocity was six hours and 45 minutes. Um, my most used app was TikTok for nine hours, then my camera for five hours, then Gmail for five hours, then Instagram for four, YouTube Studio for three, Candy Crush for two and a half, and then music for two and a half. And I picked up my phone on average 144 times a day. Hmm. Uh, most pickups was Saturday, 183 times. Okay. So, uh, shout out to y'all because this now is a subscriber check. Y'all did, y'all showed out with the last video. Uh, currently, it is number one in the last 10 videos that we posted. Has a 9.5% click through rate. And subscriber right now on the Bamboo Project, we are at 6,297. And then on the Candle page, we are currently at 18. 18 subscribers. So, y'all need to. I need to get over that, get on there, get onto that other channel, get them subscriptions up. So starting off for today, topic numero uno is the house update. All right. Funny thing about this week, I really, because we're so locked in on the candles, other things, I, I don't even remember what happens throughout the week. And 
the day of or the day before, Melissa would be like, okay, what are you going to put on the topics? And I'm like, damn, nothing really happened last week. And then she'll start saying it. I'm like, well, that did happen. I'm like, oh, that did happen too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that also, that happened too. Yep, yep, and that one. So the house last week, right, in no particular order, this is what is going on with the house. Some of y'all probably know what a wholesaler is. If y'all do not, okay, here's a quick rundown of how wholesaling works. Wholesaling real estate is when you sell the contract for the house and not the house. So you sell the contract to buy the house to somebody else. So here is a quick example. You have person A and you have person B and you have person C, okay? Person A is selling the house. They're looking for a buyer. Person B says, hey, I will buy your house for $100,000. Person A goes, okay, great. Person B takes that contract and that person saying yes, right? That contract of them saying yes. They take it to person C and go, listen, girl, I got a, I got a good deal on this. Got a good deal on this, right? $120,000 for this deal. They go, wow, $120,000? They go, good. So now, person C buys the house for one twenty. Person B in the middle keeps twenty thousand, and person A gets the one hundred thousand dollars for the house. And person B never comes out of pocket any money. Okay, wholesaling real estate one hundred one. That was my uh, welcome to my TED talk. So we have dabbled in wholesaling. So I'm familiar with the ups and downs, the pros and cons, the lefts and rights of wholesaling. So I also know what wholesalers do not like in contracts. I also know right what wholesalers would look like so last week i was calling some people just around to see who wants to buy a house mostly just we buy houses on google stuff right so i come across a couple of people one of them wants to buy the house for 187 i said sure i'll sell to you for 187 they sent me the contract ready to go i'm like, all right we got the deal at 187 let's see what we could do from here i said you know what I know a couple people in uh, in real estate. Shout out to my to my girl Melissa Rios. So I, I sent it to her. So her the contract. I sent it to uh, put it in the group chat a little bit in the Discord. I sent it to my aunt. I sent it to my uncle. And I wanted to get the perspective of different people that are in real estate to, in real estate to see what they think about it. Right. So most people, other than my aunt, and my uncle, said this seems like. People show a wholesaler. This seems like a wholesaler. I'm like, all right, copy. My uncle and my aunt are very uh, risk adverse so and very skeptical. So my uncle said to me that the contract is too short to be a real contract. So he's not really familiar with uh, wholesaling, but he said that this contract is not a standard contract you would see in a real estate transaction. Uh, my aunt was more so like, um, I don't really know, but ask him these questions. So I said, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna send him some terms to see whether or not he's either legitimate because at the end of the day, there are wholesalers who wholesale deals. They have buyers, they get they get their percentage if they find a buyer for you. They're the same as an agent, okay? They take their fee, they find a buyer, you sell your house, we close the transaction up. So I'm not opposed to working with wholesalers. However, I will make sure that I put in the contract some anti-wholesaler language, okay? One of those things is the dreaded non-refundable deposit. Okay, some of y'all who who do not know what that means, when you put when you buy a house, you put down a earnest money deposit of it's a it's a way to show good faith. 
that you want to buy this house. It's usually 1% of the house or some negotiated price that you guys came up with for the earnest money deposit. So usually wholesalers want to either do it with a dollar, a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, maybe even two thousand, maybe even five thousand. If you really get maybe twenty five hundred, five thousand a little bit of a stretch, depending an average wholesale uh, uh, earnest money transaction. So I say, you know what I want? I want ten thousand dollars as a earnest money deposit, and you cannot get it back. So what that means is that if you do not close on this deal in the X amount of time, the money stays with me. The money goes into an escrow account. If you cannot show to me that you are closing on this deal, I'm keeping the 10 grand. Okay? So I said that to him. I also said the, set, the title company is going to be chosen by myself because I don't want you and whoever you are cool with to be able to say, you know what? Here's your money back because the contract didn't stipulate this or it left out that. So technically, you can get your money back. Nope. We're going with my title company that I'm going to choose and it's going to be non-refundable and it's going to be 10 grand. And... Okay, I said this contract is non-assignable. Whoever is writing the name as the buyer is who the end buyer will be. Okay, put that in there. And then you're not getting your 21, 30-day close. You are getting 14 days. So that listen, these are all the terms that that wholesalers who are either new or don't are not serious do not want to see. On top of the fact that I asked him, is he a wholesaler? He told me no. I'm like, all right. So I sent him the terms. He said, okay. He hit me with the with the wholesale line. He goes, I gotta I gotta check with my partner about this. Right? That's that's the wholesale line when you don't you don't have no partner, but you be saying it like you do. Listen, I've been there. I know that. I know I know the lingo. I'm like, all right, you check with them. Do your thing, bro. That was last week, Tuesday. I have not heard from him since then. Now I've not got a word from that man since I sent him those terms, which is cool with me, because I had other buyers on standby. So now that we have moved past wholesaler, uh, buyer number one, right? We're on to buyer number two. Now, to me, he's the most legitimate buyer. We've had conversations. His price point seems somewhat legitimate in terms of what the house is worth, and I am okay with giving him to it, giving it to him for one sixty-seven. I know he probably would pay more for it, but I'm not really trying to negotiate the money for the house just because. There's so many possible liens on it. There are so many possible things going on with it. I'm not listen. If you're gonna pay, if you're gonna buy the house and give me something, I'll take the something. However, however, what we are not gonna do is come down to lower than the financing price or um, me. I'm not gonna argue to try to get you up to 200, 210. I don't care, bro. I'm not. That's not my thing. So we talked about it for a little bit, and I'm like, okay. She legitimate. We talk about the area. He knows about the up and coming uh, real estate in that area. He knows what is good, what's bad. He gave me a reason for his price. He was talking more as an investor than a wholesaler. Uh, and he was okay when I gave him the terms that I gave the other person, right? So that was probably Thursday or Friday. So he starts thinking like, okay, or saying to me, um, so the title company, like, are you comfortable with them? How much have you used them? I've never heard of them before. I'm like, yeah, you know. That's why I used to go to buy the house. So it would be easier on my end because they already have information about the house or any prior liens that would be there that are not going to be there now. So we can just kind of expedite this whole process. So he had told me that he would send the contract over to the house 
or over to me, excuse me, about the house on Monday or over the weekend. Today is Tuesday. I have not received the contract. We did talk yesterday, though, right? He had his guy go out to the house. Now, here's the problem, okay? So I thought that they went to the house before it was broken into and ransacked. That's what I was under the impression of. However, however, that is not the case. So when they got there, he hit me up and said, hey, it seems like there's no appliances here. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I thought I thought y'all seen that already. He's like, nah, I, he said, I thought there's appliances. He's, so then, so now, where we at is, he goes, oh, the, the pictures I saw is where the appliances were at. I'm like, all right, cool, bro, but they're not in the house. So, so what you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? So he said he'll get back to me today. It is currently 4.25 p.m. I have not heard a call or a text from him, right? So here's how it looks for my end. If he, whatever happens today, tomorrow, I'm looking for another buyer. I'm actually going to go down the list of people I had from Philadelphia when I was wholesaling to see if they were going to try, if they want to buy a house out there. And we'll see what happens because I, and honestly, there was one particular buyer that he would, he did a, like Airbnb. So he was buying it for rooms. And I'm like, I could call him up, get him a, hey, bro, here, give me this price for the house. Go do your thing, get your bag. So that's going to be my next thing if this guy does not decide to go through with the house purchase, which is, again, cool with me. I'm, I, I am done with the house. Either somebody's going to buy it or it's going to get foreclosed on. At this point, I don't care because I'm like, it's not. I, I talked to all the investors. It's like we tried, we try to sell it. It's taking forever. We had a showing last week. I didn't hear anything back from that showing. So there goes that. There was a possible renter application that we could have approved, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, why we go hold on to the house for what? Like I'm, I'm not trying to hold on to it at this point. It's too much work to try and hold on to it. Uh, in relation to what we else, what other things we are putting our energy into. So at this point for me, it, you know, we probably have another, I would probably say 45 days. I, with this house situation that we're in, in terms of our apartment where we live, with the house being, not the house, with the car being taken, everything else, I am pretty sure that the foreclosure process is not going to be quick. It might be a, a month or two after I don't pay, or maybe two months after I don't pay, something like that, for it to be foreclosed on, which gives time for someone to want to buy it if they still want to buy it. So that money that would possibly come from that would just be like some icing on the cake to be able to put towards the candles. Everything right now, 100% candles. Nothing else. That's literally it. Um, and then Sterling Paul asked me for, he wanted to know what, how would I break down the mistakes made on the house from start to finish. He asked, do I think I purchased the house in the wrong neighborhood, for instance? So, the biggest mistake that I feel like is literally just choosing the wrong contractor. That's that's my thing. Um, and it's hard, when I say, it's weird when I say mistakes because I don't see them as mistakes, really. It's like, they may be mistakes by definition. Let me look it up because it might be a mistake, but it doesn't seem like a mistake to me. It's like, I guess it's a mistake. I would definitely just go with the contractor thing. That's that's if it, if I had to say a mistake, it would be that one. But again, if I had to choose an action or a judgment that is misguided or wrong, hmm. 
I'm not sure. Maybe an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. What is, hmm. What do you think, Melissa? Are you asking me? Because I'm curious. What do you feel like, would you, would you feel like this is an accurate description of what a mistake is? Or like a clear definition? Say, say that definition. An action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. Yeah, sure. Hmm. I told you to go left. I mean, you should have went right. It was wrong. But that's the thing. What if I wanted to learn? I just learned a different way of going. Like, so that's why I'm like, I don't know if that's a mistake or not. Um. It, it, I mean, it depends. It depends on what you're, what you're what you're, uh, what you are ruling things by if that makes sense so if my goal was to get to if my goal was to get to um the place the, the uh, to get to a location the quickest and i went left which was 12 minutes when going right would have been 10 minutes you know because going left was longer that could be seen as a mistake but if my goal is to get to the place it doesn't matter if i go left or right i already got there right and that's right like melissa said and that to me is where a mistake is very much subjective i feel like in that way um so there are things that if i there are things that if i was to buy another house tomorrow i would do differently knowing what i know now um so with the contractor one of the things i was not aware of was that i had to use his scope of work or his budget for the hard money loan i didn't know that i thought that i could just wow see that's i'm talking about it right now i think i just realized something else I think I just figured something else out. That's crazy. Okay. So I thought that I can just get the loan from the from the hard money lender and go and buy the house. That's what I thought. Right. And then when they said that they need a scope of work from the contractor, I said, okay, sure. But I didn't think I had to give it to them for them to actually give me the money to buy the house. That was one thing. Right. Also, uh, The timing of it, the timing of it was very, was very complicated because once we had figured out what the budget might be for the house, we had our numbers. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to do it for 75,000, but now we have to literally go and get everything done within this 14 day period. I thought once, and I thought once you give me this loan, I'm going to go buy this house. And then I thought when it comes to cash, that as long as the hard money as long as the hard money lenders give me money that would count as cash for the deal which it did not which made it take even longer and then i could not change the budget after we already signed it with them so that or so i believe so because of that we were stuck with the contractor so that's part of the issue. Uh, what else would I change from back then or have done differently? Um, I, the house was a great deal. The house was an amazing deal. Like the house would have sold for two, for probably 300, 
plus if we got it done in time and we bought it for 116 so it was a great the deal is great the location to me is a little bit sus but it's up and coming area so it's kind of like you're going to get in early you got something it's a good location right it's a an investment property right exactly it is a good location for an investment property if you want to rent it out for a while for five to seven years or ten years as an investor it would be a great deal if you want to live in it the house was it looked amazing so you would be fine and they're renovating houses all over the place up there so you would be good so from that perspective great uh what else would i change i would probably I was going to say I would probably be harder on the contractor in the sense of, I don't know if I was, was going to say being less friendly, but just being more direct because one thing I've been working on or doing for 2023 is if I'm thinking it, I'm trying to say it. Like that's my thing. You so, don't do that now. what? You don't do that now. That's, that's what I said, 2023. Oh. What do you mean? I thought you was doing that from before. So that's the thing. I, I do it's yes sometimes but now it's more so of i'm trying to even think even less of how you feel because i'm you don't understand what i'm saying so i don't have the time to be trying to trying to like pussyfoot around you understand what i'm saying i'm gonna ask you directly do you know what i'm saying yes no what don't you understand so i can tell you and explain it to you so that we both now are on the same pace we can move forward and if i see something that looks weird why does it look like that Okay, I was told that this is that. Why is that? I need more. Why? That seemed kind of strange. Those kind of things. That's what I was trying to do more of with him. But again, even with that being said, us be, oh, another one. I did not know that when I first start renovating a house, I have to come out of my pocket for the draws. I thought that the lender will give me five or ten grand i would pay that to the contractor the work will get done and then they'll give me more money and like it, i thought it was in that way that's what i that's how i thought it worked i didn't think that i gotta put up money first and then they reimburse me and i also thought that he might be able to do work first before they pay me that was another thing i did not know this either that they go line by line in terms of how much money they're going to give you what they're going to give you money for they didn't know that so now i the, the scope of work that is made which is pretty much a line item of what needs to be done it wasn't made with the intention of being used in that way it was just made for them to send us the money to do the house so now on the thing he has sent me you know some very vague description of what he would be doing for the house so it might say i'm gonna do the bathroom right so if he come in and, and does the, the the tiling and he does the toilet that's the bathroom they're like no 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 we're gonna give you five percent of the bathroom i did not know that they would just arbitrarily choose how much percentage they want to give for the house when they see something that's being done didn't know that um what else would i think would i have done differently um, uh, 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 uh. I would have gotten the, this is another one I would have done. So uh, this one, this was, this one would have been a good one. 
So the only reason why we didn't get cameras is because you need to have Wi-Fi for ADT's cameras. But we ended up getting Wi-Fi later. So if we had gotten the cameras first, that is something I might have, and had the Wi-Fi, I would have had the cameras in the house. That's one thing I would have done for sure. Um, okay. Anything you can think of that you would have probably done differently in terms of the house? Um, mostly the contractor. Uh, that's, I think that was the biggest issue. The contractor, because um, we, we were able to figure out the draws. Yeah. And still took months longer than it was supposed to. So once once the drawers and everything were figured out and all the all the appliances and supplies were brought, the contractor was still dragging his feet. So I would say that that was the biggest problem. Yeah, and one other thing, or the last thing I probably would have done is this one is this is just me thinking backwards. So this is obviously hindsight bias. I would have hired another either investor or contractor to come to the house to look at what is being done and get a second opinion from them because we didn't even, oh, that's what I was going to say. We didn't have time to vet other contractors because the house had to be closed with his scope of work. So that was a problem that we had. And then what I was saying earlier is that I wonder if we could have just gotten a loan from them for buying the house and then gotten gotten the construction loan later. So that way we can choose a contractor later. So that's something else I didn't think about, well obviously until now, because I figured, hey, if we could lump it in together and why not do that? But if we didn't lump it in together, we may have been able to choose a contractor later down the line, as opposed to having to pick that one right there. So those are my those are my things that I feel like I learned from that. Um, let me see timing. Yeah, it's, one, it's one of those things where it's like in terms of mistakes, the house, like the goal was to get the house uh, rehabbed and we did that. Right. Um, the other goal, the exit strategy was kind of like figuring out which, which would be the best one for our circumstance. And the circumstances have changed. That's about it. Right. And then maybe I realized it. Maybe I haven't. But the timing of a lot of stuff really, we just, we got caught in a very odd timing. So obviously the market changed when we started selling the house. That's one. The whole buying of the house is two. Airbnb was going to be our option. That was kind of no longer allowed in Philadelphia. So that kind of ruined that idea. Um... Turo, it was something else that happened. Something else, it was two other things that happened in terms of timing, but I can't remember what they were. We were just like, we have no control over, we, oh. We were going to rent it out, but then now we lost the appliances. They stole it. Can't you mean now or from before? Now. Oh, well, well yeah. And no water tank. Yeah, right, exactly. So that's another thing. Then the other one was um, because it was COVID, a lot of the things were taking long to be delivered or they were not in stock so there were certain things that we needed for the house that we we could not find at any store like we had to like go to multiple places nowhere near the house to find products for the house lumber took a long time she took a long time so a lot of these things again just there was just the timing of it so 
that's really it. If somebody was, if somebody came to me and said, hey, Donovan, I want to buy a house. What advice would you give me? Those are some of the things I would say. It's like, I would go, I would go based on what your current situation is and then just try to walk you through how it may intertwine with what I've already experienced. But even if I gave you everything I know about it, there's a 99% chance you're going to still make a mistake. Like, it's very unlikely, I'm going to say 100% chance, because I don't think there's ever been a house built that there was no mistakes made, right? Or, quote, like, there was nothing unexpected that came up throughout the process. So that's what I would call, if y'all want to call it, unexpected things came up. So that's what I would say about the house. Uh, I think that is it for the house. Listen, the, 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 the Turo chapter or the car chapter has just ended. The house chapter is right up on his heels. About to be wrapping that up. 2023 no house no car moving on to the next stage chapter four is coming up okay of the book now topic number two is the house no excuse me topic number two is the car so we have found out that the car was officially repossessed they took it it's gone right we found it out they told it to us we're like okay gotcha We were trying to get the stuff back from the car, but they have a very convoluted way of getting things out of the car. So the the table was in the car, the sign for the candles was in the car, a chair was in the car, uh, uh, the light stands for the craft fair and the house were in the car, and we had no way of getting there. So my mom ended us ended up driving us to that location that y'all saw in the live from last week. And when we got there, the car was actually listed as being in Pennsylvania. It wasn't actually here. So um, that was in Pennsylvania. And we're like, okay. We went out there just, just to see. Maybe we'll find something because maybe it's a mistake. Maybe they took the tracking device and it left the car. But no, the car is gone. The car was gone. So my mom, myself, and Melissa, we went to get some you know, household items. We got some water for the house. Shout out to my mom. She took us to Wendy's to get something to eat. And we went to, we had to go to, we went to Michael's to get something for the craft fair. And we went to one other, B, no, BJ's, Target. We were trying to find a table in Target, but we couldn't find one. So today, or excuse me, yesterday, is when we found out that you had to make a schedule through a Google Doc or, or Google Form to be able to pick up the car or pick up the stuff from your car like this company is such a it's so so weird i bro i tell you any the kind of people that work as a tow company or in tow companies i feel like they gotta be real like you gotta be a a special kind of person to work in one of those companies like you're real special um so we went over there today we got the car and it's, i keep saying we got the car we don't have a car no more we, we don't have a car we got the stuff that was in the car. Uh, it was a little adventure. We missed our stop on the train. I had to take an Uber out there. I had to wait in a cold parking lot. And they had to get an Uber back to the house, carry the table, carry all the stuff in the car, the chair, the lights, the mat. We took an Uber back to the house. Right. We took an Uber to the, back to the train, excuse me. Uh, and then we took a train to the house. So our transportation looked like this. We walked to the train this morning, got on the LIRR. Walked to the train this morning? Oh, facts. We sprinted to the train this morning because 
that train leaves every hour so we didn't want to miss the train so we were running down the block to the train we caught it with like you know a minute to go that's, that's always good and then we missed our stop on the train in regular bamboo project fashion so then we took an uber which smelled all types of funky to this place that you would think would be more civilized and sophisticated but why would you think that it's a tow company place so they had it out in the parking lot. Now, tell me, th this is what, obviously how I would operate a situation like this, right? If I had a company, why I would have it where you come inside and you sit down in some type of little area and we bring your stuff from the back to you. Why would you have me waiting in a parking lot across? Mind you, I'm in a. It's like a big parking lot and they section off a piece of it for people to stand in with their car and wait. The rest of the parking lot is all the other cars being repossessed. And then behind that, they have like a little warehouse where they have, you know, people stuff in there in a bin or whatever. So they bring that out to you. So we were standing for like 15, 20 something minutes waiting for our, our thing, but nobody was really there. Like we're just in the parking lot. It said when you get there, make a phone call and now you're standing here and wait. And I'm like, this is stupid. We just wait down the cold. Then some guy brings it to us on a little cart. And it's inside of like a a Walmart uh, a bin that's been used probably a thousand times. It looks like it's been in through all types of fights. And I'm just like, all right, let, let's just get the Uber and go back to the train and take the train back home. So we have all the stuff. The car journey is done. The car journey is completely finished. We do not have a car. We know it's been repossessed. We're not paying to get it back. The car is gone. It, it's gone. It's done. Okay. That was a Turo car. And y'all were not there, obviously. But Melissa said today, today that she does not or has never felt like the car was actually hers in the first place. So we just let go of our Turo car. The car was meant for Turo. Turo was not really allowed here. We had lost. We're losing money trying to do Turo, bringing it over to New Jersey. And it was a whole headache to do that. Anxiety inducing, having to respond to comments at two o'clock in the morning and take the car out to Jersey with only an hour and a half notice. So all of that. The car needed work. Bruh, the car was had the car was getting messed up. As I probably said on here before, there was a time, or not a time, when we would drive the car. The heat would only come on if we were doing like 50. Other than that, there was not heat coming on in the car. The car was making weird rattling sounds, okay? We got a dent in the back of the car. The car got into an accident on its first trip. So, you know, the car's been through enough. Now, granted, do I want to have a car? Of course. It was a great experience to have a car, right? However, I wasn't paying for the car. Everybody, New York State was paying for the car. Uh, Department of Transportation was paying for the car. Bridgecrest, our loan company, was paying for the car. But we were not really paying for the car, other than maybe gas. That was probably it. And obviously, maybe the car notes, who was probably coming from, we was using uh, money from the house for the, and to pay for that. So it's like, you know. We had, a, we had somewhat of a free car and we no longer had that car. But it was fun, like Melissa said earlier today, to be able to go, oh, I was going to go in the car and go somewhere. I could just do that. But we have tolls up the wazoo, right? We got tickets all over the place. We got insurance that was never paid for. We haven't had insurance for like five months. That's a cardinal sin in New York City. If we got pulled over, they probably would have arrested us and taken us and taken the car. 
and we wouldn't have gotten it back. So, you know, it is a better situation. But again, I do not want anybody to think. Okay, don't say Dominique S. Dominique S. Okay, I want a car. I would love to have a car that I have enough money to pay for without having to worry about any other other problems that come with having a car. Our current situation now puts us in a place where it's okay to not have the car. So that is where we are currently at with the car. But shout out to everybody who was here from Turo. We know that without Turo, a lot of y'all would not be here. So shout out to that car game for that. We met a lot of cool people from Turo, from the car. There's Matt. Matt, there are so many people that we talk to now on a regular basis that we have met through posting a trail video so that's another thing i never really thought about that i can appreciate the car had gave us so transportation uh bruh <laughs> videos for turo and the people that we met from turo so shout out to all of y'all who came here from the turo videos now let's see topic number three is candles all right so we did our first craft fair of the year last weekend Okay, and in regular ember candle fashion, we did our thing. All right, on a slow on a slow weekend in January, we did our little thing. Okay, first day seven hundred dollars in a day. Second day six hundred plus. W six hundred dollars second day. Yeah. Six hundred dollars the second day. Okay, I'm just saying we just was we was just we was getting to it right. So now. As I say that, right, you know, some people might think like, oh, wow, that's like really good. Like I should do a craft fair. You should. You should do a craft fair. Right. But what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't feel bad about other people at the craft fair selling and you are not selling. What you should do is figure out how you can make your product better. Now, you probably ask, Donovan, why are you even telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this. So. Some of y'all who have been here for a little while, y'all may remember some stories about how when we go to the craft fairs, we show out, okay? People people go, wow, like y'all really selling, like y'all really doing y'all thing, like wow, people are coming to y'all table, they laughing, they smiling, they screaming, y'all taking selfies, y'all taking pictures, everybody's ringing the bell, y'all winning games, oh my God, so much fun, right? And then you look to the side, you pan to the right, and it's somebody who is not selling something. Turn to the left, it is somebody who is not selling something. So, a lot of times, these people tend to feel upset towards us, and some people have kind of not talked to us throughout this interaction of us working at the craft fairs, right? But other people will kind of comment about they see our bags all over the store, people are buying them, people, people are. People are buying the candles, so they'll see the bag that the candles come in around the store. People hear the game, they hear the bell. They just kind of like, oh, my God, you guys are doing really well. So we had an incident a couple of months ago, right, where, you know, we're doing our thing. So Melissa this has this, has this uh, tissue paper, rose gold striped zigzag and polka dot tissue paper, different, different types, right? And she puts it in the black bag where we put the candles. So now, you know, you walk around, you feel luxurious. You feel like you just, you had fun. You had this nice, pretty bag. You're feeling good about yourself, right? So, in in regular, I'm not creative myself fashion, or I can't come up with my own ideas fashion, someone else at the craft fair who also sells 
candle type products decided decided that she wanted to put pink tissue paper in her bags so we're like that that's new like i never see that before but you know we like whatever i'm at this point we're thinking to ourselves that's cute whatever you want to do sure you could do the tissue paper but we noticed it we noticed that we came here you've been here for a minute like you were you were og here we knew up and coming and you already you know you got to take one from us so it's all right it's cool last weekend right it's the first weekend of the, of the month of the year excuse me and the month so people they're still recovering from new years they're still recovering from christmas and hanukkah and uh but what's the other one What's the, what's, the, what's the Kwanzaa? All right, you got all the holidays coming up. You're trying to, you just got some money. You just had some drinks. You got to relax. So everybody's not coming out to the craft fairs. Some people do. So we're at the craft fair, and we listen. We don't care who we gonna sell because that's what we gonna we gonna have fun. We're gonna enjoy ourselves at the craft fairs. We start. We notice there's a there's a there's a brand there. That's like like look 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 at me look at me. This is me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be them, right? Y'all gonna be me. Okay? Whole craft fair, like that, right? They're sitting there like this, looking. If you look at them, they look away, whole time. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not really pressed because in the beginning of the day, I took a selfie with a lot of brands there just to kind of get pictures of everyone. I'm just going around taking pictures. So <laughs> the whole day, they're not really getting no sales. They're just chilling. No sales. And I said earlier, our, our table is moving and grooving. Okay, it's percolating. So as the as the uh, you know super mastermind genius that I am, you know I'm looking at their brand. I'm like, you know what I would do if I was them. I'm like, it, the 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 color the colors look nice, right? I would add some lights because I'm like, you gotta you, they selling jewelry. I'm like, you gotta have lights in the jewelry. People gotta see the shine and the glisten and the glitter. You can't just be having it with no glitter and glisten and glitter. You can't do that. So I'm just in my head thinking about what I would do for the brand. So the day ends, right? And you know, Melissa, we pack up our game that we played everybody for the for the candles, right? And we go home. So we come in the next day, and we're we're setting up our table. We come in early this day. We look over, you know, one of them is there. It was two of them. It was two people. It was one of them was there early, and she's setting up these string lights. And I'm like, huh, hmm. I'm like, them string lights look awfully familiar. They look real. So me and Melissa noticed it immediately. We're like, hmm, interesting. So they took the same exact lights that we have, which they did not have yesterday, and now are using it on their display. I said, okay. I said, okay. I said, okay. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, y'all want to take the lights? Take the lights. Because I'm like, I'm like, take the lights, take the lights, whatever. So now day goes on. Here we go. We percolating. We moving. We grooving. We getting into. We getting our sale. People is screaming. Oh, I want it! Ringing the bell. Everybody's having so much fun. We laughing. We talking stories. We just having a good old time. People came from other the other boroughs to come see us. They're like, Oh my God! I saw y'all was gonna be here. I want to buy a candle. Oh my God! I can't believe it, it was so great. Smell so good. And I'm like, Thank you. So we 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 are 
jiving, okay? So tell me why, in the corner of my ear, I hear, hey, you know we have a game? I said, we have a game? I said, who, who said that? Who said we have a game? So I turn over, right? And I look at them. Now they have copied word for word, or bar for bar, stole our whole flow, and re I can say recreated, took the game that we have, and tried to implement it for their product, which is insane, right? Crazy, crazy. Now, the brand name is Think Presently, right? If you go on their page, you can actually see the card game because they still have the cards and they just decided that they were going to use them for their Instagram post, right? So I'm just looking at it like, wow, they just took the game and and the lights. I'm like, this is really crazy that they would do this. So they're over there playing games, the same game that we playing. So now I'm feeling kind of salty. I'm like, listen, you want to take the lights? All right, sure. I'm like, I, we know you stole it from us too. Fine. But now you're taking like the process of what we do. That to me is very different than taking like an element of, I would, I would even say element of design, but like everyone has lights. So that one is like, ah, yeah, you took our lights that are, and they didn't even take the exact ones we have. They were very, very similar, but ours flicker, theirs don't, okay? So we're looking at them, and I'm like, they, Melissa, you see this shit? She's like, yeah, I'm like, you see this shit? She's like, yeah, I'm like, you see this shit? She's like, yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So we're watching the game, not a whole day. I'm thinking like, this is buffoonery. One person comes up to us later and goes, oh, my, I, I don't know, we're talking about candles. And I go, hey, man, you know, we have a game. You want to play? He's like, oh, I played a game over there. I was like, uh, huh, you played a game over there. So, you know, he played our game. Obviously, he enjoyed it better. Uh, but now that kind of throws an issue into the whole process because y'all ever go to like Macy's and you got to walk through the perfume section and everyone is talking about, hey, smell my perfume. It, they, they put it in your face. They waving it around at you, right? Just like the SpongeBob episode. So now, people are coming to us. First time ever saying, oh, I just played a game over there just like that. That to me, that it's annoying. Not really a problem yet, but it's annoying. So, I say, you know what? I want to see what this game is. I'm curious for the game. I want to play the game. I want to play the game. So, towards the end of the day, I'll walk over there and I go, well, before I even get to that part, right, their whole thing is about anxiety and how you should cope with it and what is toxic positivity, which I sound like a term that they made up, um, and just ways to get around and, and sitting in it, right? Things, things to tell yourself when you're feeling anxious. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they have techniques that they know about anxiety that I can learn from. Right, I'm like if y'all y'all in anxiety space, maybe y'all have learned from reading reading books. Maybe you know like if you twist your knuckle three times to the right, tap on it twice and say hallelujah, maybe you feel better. I don't know what they're gonna say, so I go and ask questions. I say, hey, what kind of techniques do you guys have? Oh, we stole it from you. We stole it. We stole it from you. We stole the whole thing from you. 
I'm like, you stole you stole it from me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, we just stole the game from you guys. That's how we get sales. And I was like, I was I was gonna ask you about anxiety. Like that was my my goal was to just come over here and see what techniques you have and probably play the game. And she was like, oh, oh, uh, yeah. So you know, have you ever heard of toxic positivity? I'm like, yeah, sure, maybe you could tell me about it. Maybe I've heard of it. I'm not sure by the term, but go on. And as you could tell, she's visibly anxious, as she should be. And she starts talking to me about, you know, toxic positivity. So I'm, she starts showing me like the phrases. I'm like, hey, I want to play the game. She's like, oh, oh you want to play the game? I'm like, yeah, I want to play the game. I want to see you guys have a game. You said you stole it from me. Like, let me see what it looks like. I want to I wanna play. So we're, we're playing the game. And pretty much they they have a phrase and you have to figure out which phrase is more helpful or not helpful. That's how the game works. And if you get something off, they just listen, they ransacked our game the same as the house. Right. We've been colonized at the craft fair. So. Once I play the game, right, I'm talking to her and I'm just kind of like, yeah, so. How much do you feel like it's changed you guys' situation with having a game and whatever? So it helped a lot, you know, and I also learned that talking to people is really good. I'm like, yeah, you know, being a human usually is good for things like this. Um, And she's talking to me about how, you know, I don't know. She told me first. She may have told me at some point. I don't know. She told me unsolicited, but I had already heard her from before that they only did two sales the day before. Right. So I was just like, hey, like how much better do you guys feel like the the new setup in the game has helped you guys? She's like, oh, we did 10 sales today, right? So she was just like, well, no, excuse me. That's not even what happened. She said we did, it helped a lot for today. So in that conversation, she's going to ask me, right? Which again, I have no problem talking about numbers. Y'all know I'm on the podcast all the time talking about numbers. I don't care. I'll tell you how much money's in my bank account right now. Nothing, zero. Absolutely, no, it's probably like four dollars in one of them. But I, I don't have a. Pro- I love numbers. I love stats, uh, statistics. I love seeing like what works, what doesn't work, metrics, analytics. I love all of that. I love it all, right? So she asked me, like, how many sales did you guys do yesterday? And I'm like, so how many sales did we do yesterday? I'm like, mm-hmm. like 28, 28 sales, something like that, maybe. I'm like, it's like 28, 28 sales. Um, now, at the time, I thought it was 28, right? And then I was like, I, I know later find out it was more than that. But at the time, I said it was 28. So she goes, oh, yeah, that's so what I, I, I pretty much figured it was around, it was around that, 20, 20. I thought it was around 20. I was like, yeah, we did, you know, 28. Um, so now there's two of them, right? Now, I don't know if you remember earlier, I said that when I came in in the morning, there was only one of them. The funny part about this is that when the second one came in later than she, you know, than they open up at, she had cards and I saw them, but I had no idea what they, I just figured, I'm like, whatever. I wasn't thinking about it like that. I'm like, she got cards or whatever. Those happen to be the game that she stole from us, that they stole from us. So now that they asking me how much uh, sales I did, I'm like, oh, we're getting into that because, you know. What I've noticed mostly is usually the colonizers that don't like to talk about numbers. Like for whatever reason, they feel like I got to be real secretive about how much money I made, how much sales I did. And it's like, sure, that's what you want to do by all means. But if you ask me, 
I'm I'm asking you now. Like I'm gonna ask you. So now, I, I we talking a little bit. So I go, yeah. So uh, how much? How many sales did you guys get today with the game and everything? How how y'all do with that? So she's like, uh, 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 right. So she's like, eh, you know, we did. We, first she goes, we did okay. We did okay. And I'm like, oh really? So yeah, how many though? Like how many did you, did you do? She's like, well, now her sister is standing right there, right? The one with the game that brought the game in. I could tell she didn't want to answer the question. I could tell she did not want to be involved in the question. So the other one goes, we did like, we did like 10. So once she tells me they did 10, now her sister's like, oh no, we did 12. We did 12, not 10, we did 12. So she knew the whole time exactly how many they did and was trying not to tell me how many they did. And I'm like, all right, listen. I know this in your nature to do. Do do your nature, right? Cause I'm like, if it helps y'all, do what you gotta do. It's 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 really weird, by all means, but I'm not gonna fight you over it. I'm not gonna flip your table. I'm not gonna go and do craziness to you. I will talk about it on my podcast though. Absolutely, I'm 100 gonna do that. But as far as like beefing, beefing, which I'm nobody, nobody's like doing that with y'all. Um, so. I leave the table, right? I'm just like, all right. Tell Melissa, we end up packing everything up. I tell her the whole story, and Melissa is like, nah, this some bolt, this this some BS. Like this is, this I don't like them because she starts breaking down about how their character traits are flawed. And one of the things that, for me, analyzing anxiety is that an act like that is only going to induce more anxiety because now the whole time that you're there you're hoping that we don't come over and beat the shit out you like the whole time like oh my god they might talk to us they might say something to us they might tell on us they might confront us about something oh my what's going to happen like whether or not it's going to happen you have now introduced this thought to your brain that was not there before and I think it, it stems from an insecurity and the anxiety thing. They felt so bad about not getting sales, they had to just blatantly steal. And they were sitting, They were their booth was directly across from us. Directly across from where we was at. I said, y'all see it? Y'all will see it in the vlog uh, coming up probably tomorrow. Uh, y'all will see it. Y'all gonna see this. <laughs> but again, like I said, to me, if I go on Instagram, today is the 5th. Today is the 10th. You'll you'll see they posted the card that they use for their thing. And I won't be surprised if they're going to use it on their Instagram more often. And I also will not be surprised if they bring it back to the fair. They're not going to do it this weekend, though, which I think is kind of strange. Because even though they did their sales, right, they're not doing it this weekend. So their product, their price point is roughly between six, maybe fifty and seventy dollars. So at ten sales, that's like seven hundred dollars. So that means that they did three fifty for the day, at least, which would have covered the new fare for the next weekend. So them not doing it a second weekend is kind of strange to me. And they said they don't know when they're gonna be back. So they could have just been lying to me. So they probably, you know what it is? They probably thought that I wasn't gonna be back. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna be back every single week. I'm going to see when I hear y'all with the game. Listen, I said I, I said earlier it was no beef, but I got sometimes whenever I think about it, I'm just like, it's just a very weird thing to do. 
like blatantly. It was so blatant that another vendor came to us and was like, did you see that? I'm like, yep. I'm like, yeah, we saw it. Like, that's crazy. Like, people are going to see what you're doing. People know that's weird. But you got you want to sit. You want to sit with your anxiety, with what you preach. Go ahead. Sit with this disgusting feeling that you have. That's because it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's, it is it is nasty work. It's dirty. So that was the craft fair. Now, I sent out my first marketing email last week, and it was great. It was great. We got one order, okay? Now, I'm hyped because we don't even, I have no idea how this is supposed to go, what it's supposed to look like. We're just trying to send out emails, see what happens. One person ordered a candle, and we're like, oh, wow. So this is okay. Once we figure this out, we start getting more sales. Like we start figuring out what we could do. And now we're getting more emails at the craft fairs. So it's like our email list is growing even more. You know, it's not doing like, but I mean, honestly, if we make a fire landing page, that could collect even more emails if we know how to do it. But you know, we just, we still, we are literally in week two of Q1. And last week felt like, Hell week. Y'all ever, ever been in sports where you do hell week? That's what last week felt like. Our life, like Melissa said, it was one month last week. We could be, if you ask me what month it was, I could say it's like mid to mid late February, maybe March. Like, I can, it could feel like that to me. It's literally only been eight days, nine days. Um, so I'm happy for that. Uh, we are going to be double booked next weekend. So shout out to that. Our goal is to be triple booked every weekend for the whole year we're not near that point yet because we don't have the money to buy inventory or to pay for fares uh, uh, uh you know like in advance or whatever but that is the goal we're hoping by the time we get to artists and fleece chelsea y'all already know the deal y'all know the deal we can make like five eight ten thousand dollars that week oh my god oh my god game changer game changer okay um and we have we've been talking about it we're probably going to split up for upcoming craft fairs where we're going to she'll be at one i'll be at another and then probably within i think within q1 we should have employees what do you think i q2 you think q2 hmm okay i can see yeah okay but mm, i feel like i feel like we do a q, q q1 i think but you know Oh, uh, that's just me over, 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 uh, what, what do they call that? Being very confident. Okay. Overconfidence in myself. Um, oh, and then I forgot who it was. I don't, I forgot. I got to check who his name was. Um, who sent you the $25? Remember his name? Jelani J. Oh yeah. Shout out to Jay's Gaming. Okay. Man of his word. Okay. Shout out to you. But. You still don't want the smoke with the candle company and the YouTube channel, bro. I don't care if you got 16 businesses, all right? I don't think you can hold a candle to our candle. You see how I did that? See how I did that? You can't hold a candle to us. But uh, listen, if you still want the smoke, we here for the smoke. Let me know if you really want to do the smoke, all right? He said, for those who do not know, that he uh, currently has three businesses and that he will start a candle business and a YouTube channel and do better than us. This year, I said, okay. Do your thing. Do. Oh, did you see the message that he sent with the link? No, I didn't. Like all disagreements aside, I'm moving for y'all. So. Oh, listen, 
Listen, we know that y'all love us and we love y'all too. And I'm gonna argue with y'all in the comments. I'm gonna tell you that y'all bugging. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna give you the crazy face. That's what I'm gonna do. But it's all love. Every single person. There's no person that comments. That I'm like, bro, I hate this person. Like, I I don't like you. The comments y'all be saying, I'm thinking y'all crazy. But I still love y'all, even though y'all crazy. But like, who who who, bro? Who was this? I I don't. Even, Bruh, this, I got you right now. When I say y'all crazy, someone commented this week talking about some, why don't Melissa and I, both of us, not just me, one and two, okay, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, right? Why don't we go and ride a bike for Uber and DoorDash and back my I'm like, bro, are you crazy? I'm like, you got to be crazy. Like, and then they said, then they said, sell candles on the weekend. You could make $12,000 a month, right? I'm like, bro, it don't even sound like you have been a part of bike messaging before. Uh, that's number one. And number two, the amount of work that it would require to do such a thing would mean that we would have no time to make the candles for or prep or do anything candle related throughout the week for the weekend. Nothing at all. Every single day and time would be opted, put into that. Another thing, making that kind of money with no e-bike sounds crazy. I have an e-bike. She does not have an e-bike. So Melissa going to have a regular bike. She can ride around Queens with a regular bike. And then what you're also asking is the amount of money that you're talking about will be from somebody who has done this before. If Melissa is just starting out as a bike messenger riding around the city. But, and then on top of that... Oh my God, this is what I'm saying. You, I, I'm, I'm bringing it down for you. That's why I say y'all create the comments be crazy. Some of those apps, you have to schedule to get on. You can't just get on. And then they have priority orders. So even if you are on, you don't get the orders because you're brand new. And you get the whack orders. So if you decline the whack orders, you're not getting no more orders. So now what happens when we spend three or four days out there and we only made $200? And then what am I supposed to make the candles? No, you don't make candles. You just, you just, so you appear with them on the weekend. They just appear on the weekend. You make them Monday, Saturday morning, and you just bring them to the craft fair. That's what you do. You just abracadabra, wave your maverick, your magic wand. What they say? Uh, what they be saying in Harry Potter? A diva of Kadiva, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what they do. Abracadabra. And then you just have your, you just have your candles because, bro, what do you, come on, bro. Like, there's no way that you have heard us say that we can make and we have made $1,800 in a day. We just made $700 in a, in a day on a slow day. And your recommendation is to go ride a bike. I'm like, I'm looking at you like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Like, come on. And then I would be more understand if you said just me. If you said Donovan, go get back on a bike, make some extra money throughout the week. I would be like, all right, bro, you're crazy, but you know. <clears throat> It's more it's more reasonable for you to suggest for Melissa to go on a bike and ride where in Manhattan in Queens in Brooklyn where she ride her bike at do you know how big Queens is you're not taking orders like that in Queens on a bike and in Manhattan you know how many bikers and cars is out there like come on bro can Melissa ride a bike bruh and then and then like I said you are under the impression that Melissa gonna be bike flying through the street Foom, 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 foom. Chief Melissa is not. She's going to be in the bike lane with the helmet on waiting for the light to turn green. That is not how you make money as a bike messenger. So there's, I'm telling you right now, that's crazy. And no happen when she get an order from Canal Street uphill to 
89th Street. She gonna train or she gonna take the she gonna ride her bike. She's not gonna be speeding uh, uh, ten miles to take order for six dollars or twelve dollars. That's not gonna happen. And then after that, you and then what you're, what you're suggesting is that me and her, mainly her, because she got a regular bike. I have an e bike. I'll be a lot better. Do this every single day, five days a week. Then I said, then I then I said, bro, that's crazy. Respond. They responded with, "Why are you even doing candles?" What's with the, why are you why are you stuck on this candles thing? Why am I stuck on the candle thing? I'm like the fact that you know about the bike messaging either means you've been here for a long time or you watched the video about me being a bike messenger. Cause there is no way that you could watch. There is no way that you can watch us on the podcast on a live say we are only doing candles and then you go. What about a bike though? Like come on, bro. Almost forgot about you. You almost, you almost, you was almost safe. You was almost safe. The podcast about the end. You was, you were safe. The last topic that I have for the day is a framework that Melissa and I are trying to work through. Okay, it's still in the beginning stages of it. So, Melissa should be the one picking. The vehicles that we are in. And I will be the one to drive the vehicle. Right? So, I even think personal. Okay. So, this is what I'll. Okay. Let me know what I think about this. So, right now, the framework is. We would both agree on a large goal. Like, $500,000 a year. Right? But the way we would come to that agreement is. My original goal and her original goal would have to be combined and then meld together and somewhere in the middle is where we would meet, all right? A place where I feel uncomfortable because I had to go lower, but because it's less risky, we will have less problems. But Melissa on her side, she now has to push herself and believe that she can get to the higher number. Even though she can, but she be acting like she can't. And they will get to the 500,000, right? Boom. So now we agree on that. Once we agree on that, Melissa picks the vehicle and how we get there. Okay, so we're going to do craft fairs. We're going to do online. We're going to do this market or that market. All right, cool. And then she let me go. Just let go the leash and I'm going crazy. So we're gonna, I'm going to finesse each craft fair. We're going to be at a craft fair. We're doing 30 craft fairs in one day. At the same time, all of us at, driving a car. We're doing it. That's what we're going to do because I'm making sure we're finessing it to get to the 500K. And then I will have Melissa as like... Like in a sidecar. She'd be in a sidecar. Like Donovan, I don't think a good idea. I'd be like, what you mean? She's like, yeah, that'll look kind of safe. And I'll just swerve the car and go around it. All right. But for the most part, I'm doing 100 miles an hour. Until I hear like the little Melissa go like, mm. that's, that's she's like, mm. when I hear that, that's the, that's the side of the car scraping up against the wall. Like, mm. Donovan, I'm too close to the wall. All right, babe, I got you. I'll move over. But that's kind of framework that we have kind of come up with. And we still obviously need to figure out how to implement it, when to implement it, because at the end of the day, skill is knowing what to do and when to do it and doing it at that time. If you only know one of them, then you're out of luck because you're not. that's not skill. Like if you're playing basketball, right? I love me some basketball. You know how to do a crossover, okay? So you go left to right, okay? And then it's like, okay, I should do my crossover when that person is leaning in one direction, I'm gonna go the other way, right? So you know when to do it, 
and you know how to do it, and you put that together. So if you know, if you're watching TV, right, and you're like, all right, always do a crossover when the person is leaning to the right, and then you go out on the court and you can't even bounce a basketball, it don't matter how much you know because you're not going to do a crossover. You have, you literally don't know how to do it. You have no idea how to do it. Then you have a person who's like, yo, bro, I be out here dribbling, 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 dribble, 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 and then... It's like, bro, but you're not getting nowhere. You're not getting to the basket because you don't know when to do your crossover. You're just dribbling just to dribble. So that is Melissa and I, okay? We have to figure out when to do the thing and what to do the thing. So I would say that I am the, hmm, which one would I be? If I would say the what or the when. I think that, am I the what? I feel like you would be the. The win. I think I like you'd be the win, and I'd be the what? What do you think? Hmm? You think you'd be the win or the what? The win or the what? Right. The when? Or the what? Or the when? Or the what? For what? The win. For what? The win. What are you talking about? Do you think you'd be the win or the what? The what? You think you'd be the what? Yeah. Okay. That's that. What I said. <laughs> I feel like I said I'll be the what, and you be the win. Yeah, I feel like you're more of a win than a what. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, what I said is that skill is knowing what to do and when to do it. That equals skill. What to do. And, and when to do it. So, like, if you're cooking, you know you have to heat the stove, but you also know you have to do it when this whatever thing happens. Yeah. Right? That's a skill. To know exactly when to do it and what to do at the right time. Um, so I think I'm a win. That's what I think too. I think I'm a what? I think I know what to do, but I think you are like, mm, I don't think we should do that right now. I think we should wait. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, that literally happens. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I think. And now we will have the League of Legends segment. Yay! No. Yay! Oh, you're right. What did I say? League of Segments? He's a League of Legends. That's the League oh, of Legends. Oh, shout out to Sarah. League of Legends. No, the League of Villains segment <laughs> will now be upon us. Oh, man. I wasn't right. I'm going to give Melissa. She's going to give five minutes of League of Villains segment. I'm going to ask her some questions unless she has something she want to talk about personally. I'm going to get up on this chair because I'm kind of short in comparison to Donovan. Yay, I'm Donovan Height. Okay, so I have an announcement to make. Donovan also is not aware of this, so he'll be hearing this for the first time as well. I got an email while doing the podcast, so I had applied for a lot of different things and talked to a lot of different people. So one of those things, um, one of those companies is called Kiva, and Kiva is a crowdfunding loan place, and... Sir, sir, sir. You're, 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 you're being very loud in, in the mic. <laughs> Sorry, I might sound a little wheezy. Who's running for our life this morning? Kiva is a crowdfunding loan place. It's, it's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. <laughs> so, pretty much, they have approved us to. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. To crowdfund our loan 
on their pro- on their platform because you, you have to go through approval process. I'm also in talks with people um, in the New York City like small business department. So they, funny enough, they endorsed our our loan and that made the process go a bit quicker. So the loan amount is four thousand uh, <laughs> dollars. That's why I said it's nothing crazy. Uh, it's nothing crazy. However. Uh, cause my credit is bad. <laughs> the business don't have no credit, barely established over a year. So, you know, that's a great question. So I asked that question. I asked, can we get, um, once you paid off, can we get another loan? So he said, yes, general, generally they, um, up the amount that they will, that they're willing to lend you once you pay back that loan. I was trying to see if there's a loan prepay, a loan repayment uh, period, but I'm still going through the app, um, the application or like ex- trying to accept it. And, uh, excuse me. So yeah, it, it's similar to the merchant cash advance thing with, um, with square where it's like yeah once you once you do one and we see that you that you're you know credit worthy in that sense that you you paid it back you know we could we could go up we can go up and you know they could work with you if you fall behind all that stuff huh okay (laughs) and then the other thing you have to pay back every day like 83 dollars a month so that loan will probably be paid back in like 12 months. I'm pretty sure we could pay more if we wanted to. And, you know, like we talked about, the quicker we pay it off, the quicker we can get another loan, re-up on it, pay that off and all that stuff. So there's that. And $1,000, it does go quite far with the candles. So that could be, that could be, that could be three Williamsburg. That's almost a Chelsea. And that's like 10, right, 11 Grand Bazaars. So, you know. A thousand does go far and that doesn't include like you know materials and stuff so there's that there was something else i wanted to say about the oh this is where you guys come in so we need five people five people to invest new to me uh-huh right to do what <laughs> to invest like it can't be us can't be me can't be you it has to be five people five different separate people that invest in our private because it's so the, the way that the loan works is that there's a private lending period which is like 15 days and if you could get five people to invest it's kind of like okay so we be, we now believe even more that your brand could do whatever it is that you're saying that it'll do and then once you get those five people to lend privately i don't know if there's a minimum amount i'm gonna check and put all the details into this description but once that's done, then they'll publicly put our loan oh, on their platform. It's like a, uh, like an IPO. Right. So we are in the private. We're in the private lending phase of lending phase. So that's like I said, that's where you guys come in. If you can help with this, that would be really, really freaking awesome, and that would help us a lot. So. Yes, at least five. Oh, at least five. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I said, it can't be me, it can't be you, but other people, yeah. So the link for Kiva should be in the uh, description by the time this video goes out, and I'm really excited about that. So that's something. Anything counts, ten dollars, twenty five. I don't know yet. Like I said, I don't know yet. yet. So whenever I get more information, 
that is 100% going to be in the description box. And we'll let you know then. Might do a community post before then. Don't know. But it will definitely be in the description. Um, is there anything that you... You said you had questions for me? Um, okay. Question... How do you feel? I feel good. I've been journaling. Um, my goal for this year was to journal at least four times a week. And that is like my minimum. <laughs> so it's, I am trying to journal every day, but I need to journal at least four times a day. I mean, four times a week, because that will kind of keep my stress levels in a, in a good place. Um, this week, there was a lot of different things that were stressful that came up for me. Um, with yeah and i don't know donovan was stressed but i was stressed so i you want me i can name him off you want me to name him off donovan talking about doing three craft fairs in one day <laughs> mind you it's two of us one two he talking about doing three craft fairs in one day and now we're gonna do this every weekend and like, how are we gonna do that donovan with who with who with who they have they have lives to themselves our friends and family have lives <laughs> all of them Ooh. all of them have lives with things to do okay um <laughs> uh so i thought so there was that's just one what's another thing you're stressing me out about that's just there was something else bruh get in the damn car oh. listen um not not getting the car but getting the stuff from the car but like I said, writing it down is really helpful for me because my brain goes really fast and then my emotions go really deep. So if I keep everything in my thoughts, it, it just, the emotions get deeper and I don't get to question myself. Once I, once I start writing things down, I start questioning myself. Like, you know, let's say I wrote down Donovan. Donovan is getting on my nerves because he is intentionally antagonizing me all day. Doesn't that sound like something Donovan would say? <laughs> um, but then, you know, if I write that and I'm like, huh, but, you know, he did make me a cup of tea and he did do this thing that made me feel really comfortable. And, you know, I guess because that because when you write something that's not true, your brain kind of automatically brings up the stuff that's like why it's not true, even though it feels true in the moment. So that's what I really love about journaling. And everything isn't about Donovan. I just like using him as an example because it's fun. Um, try to think what else. Yeah. But yeah, I overall feel good. I feel tired. Like my ments like my mental state is good. Physically I'm exhausted. Uh <laughs> I have this is just like a portion of the day. So after this, I now have to go edit a video that was seven hours long and there's still food that needs to be cooked and laundry needs to be done and you know, just household stuff like there's that and then there's I still have to make a short for today. We have to we have not put out a single Valentine's Day post on the Instagram. Like Running a business is doing all of that stuff. Still have to make candles for this weekend. There's just a lot of things that need to be done. And today was an important day because we got all our all our stuff back. But it took away from the things that we planned to do today. So that's all Melissa has to say. I'm gonna give it back to Donovan. Thank you for joining the the um, League of of Villains Corner.
Uh, so you can find all of the behind the scenes content on social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. Okay, so shout out to, I think it was Tori Blue. I have the new saying for 2023. All right, hold on. Maybe I'll make sure it was. Shout out to you, Tori. I don't know if it was Tori yet. You can't be shouting well, Tori yet. Tori will get a shout out. Sure, sure. Yes, it was Tori. Okay. So, you know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2023. The road to 500K. Ooh. And with that being said, Bamboo Project out. <laughs>